We need to come up with a solution. We need to come up with a plan. We are living in an era, a moment in time, a generational moment in time where we need to have solutions. As you know, there are lots of things going on in the world. There are lots of uh, threats. And a lot of people say, well, this is nothing new. This has always been the case. And you're right. You know, history does repeat itself. There's always been turmoil. There's always been something going on in the world. And guess what else, too? Nations have risen and nations have fallen over and over again. Let me ask you this question. What makes you think or what makes you believe that the state of our nation that we live in today is indestructible? What makes you think and believe that uh, life, the American dream, the, the life that we are living here in America today is just going to continue on the way it is? And that things will just only continue to get better from here on out. Now, I'm not a doomsayer. I, I do not want to just be this guy who's talking about uh, things that are, are going on with world affairs, uh, all these bad people trying to, to take us down and all these other horrible things. It's just scary, scary stuff. And nobody wants these things. Please don't think for a moment that this is something that I want. I don't want the economy to crash. I do not want the U.S. dollar to crash. I wish as a society, as a people, I wish we could heal. I wish we could unite and come together. I wish we could throw out all these bums that we've got ruining our country. These bums. Yeah, they're bums. They're all a bunch of bums. Not all of them, but most of them. All of them in Capitol Hill, uh, these, these uh, legislators, these lawmakers that are just creating more and more uh, of a downward spiral debt solution. They are. They're all a bunch of stooges, and we're just like sitting ducks just waiting to see what's going to happen. The good thing is, is that we have time. We've had time to be strategic, to come up with plans, to prepare, to be self-sufficient, to be self-reliant for ourselves and for our families. Everybody has their own idea on how to do that. People stock up on camping gear. You know, People stock up on food and water, precious metals. Uh, people have been planting gardens and they've been having their own vegetation where they're trying to eat uh, from their own backyard. Families and, and some communities are trying to uh, put their heads together on how they could uh, uh, hold and, and be a strong uh, unit in, in, in tough times. I am very gravely concerned about my, my next, our next generation, my children, your children's future. You know, what, what are we doing to prepare uh, a way of life for them. There, there's no conspiracy theories here. Th these are all facts. And the facts are that the the U.S. economy is crashing, okay? Uh, it's a really big ship. It's hard for them to take it down, but that's what they're doing. That's what they want to do. How else can you explain this out-of-control spending, that mon money that we don't have? The central banking system just continues to give uh, our nation credit based on uh, hey, they, maybe they like us or because we got the military strength. You know, we've got Joe Biden in the White House, uh, uh, you know, cutting our, our supply of income. And, uh, you know, it sounds nice to, to, to many who are in this situation who would benefit from this to, hey, have $10,000 in student federal loans 
uh, for education to be wiped off. But th- this is future income. This is see the federal government gave these loans and they helped flip the bill uh, so that these students can get their education to help better our community right through education. The United States government. Uh, for for years to come is is counting on on that money coming back in. It's it's kind of like income for the federal government. It's income. So we're this huge nation of debt. We're thirty trillion dollars plus in debt. That's just at the federal level. That that's not counting states and other government agencies that we have. That that's just at the federal level. Thirty trillion dollars in debt. And now we're going to put a chokehold on the money coming in to help replenish, to pay for all this spending with other. It's like we've been talking about uh, here on this channel, uh, the Great Reset. There, that, that, those are facts. Uh, this is not conspiracy theory, my friends. This is real. You know, we got all these uh, European nations, the central banking system. Uh, we got all these uh, elitists across the, the West, mostly the Western world, who are masterminding a Great Reset. Uh, also could be known as a global order, a global currency, a global digital currency. you got the other hemisphere over there. You've got Russia and China and India. You've got all these other countries that are they're forming an alliance over there. They, they want to stand up to this globalist idea, this, this uh, a digital currency that will be controlled by, by one government. They've been stockpiling gold. They've been stockpiling precious metals. And so have a lot of Americans too in their homes, even the banks themselves and big corporations have been stockpiling on gold and other precious metals. Change is ahead. Uh, it's unavoidable. There's nothing that we can do to, to avoid where they're taking us. But there are things that we can do as individuals uh, in our own homes for our families. There are things that we can do to prepare to help soften the blow, to help us to be to feel a sense of more independency uh, within our, our own homes and perhaps even better within a community, a neighborhood, uh, a township. Uh, you know, I did a video uh, several, several months ago, earlier towards the beginning of this channel, where I laid out on paper, I created all these different scenarios. Maybe some of you remember that. And I had all these different families. I, they had different names and they all had different goods and they had different supplies and they had different things to contribute uh, to their community. And we talked about how what changes each family could make to improve their situation so that there would be a better situation for themselves and for the community. Now, I want to uh, talk more about that. I'm going to be doing a, putting out a video here uh, this next week, uh, so keep an eye out for that where I want to talk more about scenarios and preparation. I want to put a little more focus on what families can be doing today to prepare to help strengthen us as a community for survival. Now, I make no secrets that, you know, I am a Christian. Uh, I am a believer of Jesus Christ. Uh, he is the only way to my salvation. And I, but I also love and respect others who don't think or believe the same as I do. I, that doesn't mean that we cannot be brothers and sisters and we can't pull together as a community. Heck, I grew up this way. I'm, I'm an American. Yeah, I, I do. I, I love different uh, cultures and, and different ideas. It's just having respect for human life and having respect for each other and, and being neighbors is, is what life is all about. No matter where you live, you could live on the other part of the world that there could be uh, members of Islam who, who just hate Christians and, and just same as anywhere else. There could be some Christians that are, don't want to be around the, those of the Islam faith. 
You know, there's always going to be radicals. There's always going to be someone who's going to hate. One one concern that I have is that a lot of Christians, uh, according to the Bible, Rev, the book of Revelations, we believe that, hey, there's been a lot of signs that have come to pass where it shows a lot of evidence that, hey, you know, we are living in the last days. Prophecies were made. These things have happened. You know, th there's a lot of evidence that... Uh, uh, for us Christians, we believe that we're nearing the end of when Christ will return and come again. And I, I will say, you know, these are some, uh, these are hard turmoil times, uh, difficult challenges. These are hard times, but they are also exciting times too. It's exciting uh, to, to know that uh, Christ has made these prophecies through prophets of old and that these things are coming to pass. But here's the thing, as, as it says in uh, both, I think it says in, in, in Mark and Luke, and I don't have the, uh, the exact chapters and verses in front of me, I apologize, but I'm sure you know this, but it says that uh, no, no one in heaven, not even the angels in heaven, not even Christ himself knows when that time will be, when he will return. Only the Father knows. Only God the Father knows because everything is done and directed through him. It says that. It says that in the New Testament. I do not believe that just lying down, giving up, and, and having the attitude that, well, there's nothing we can do to change this course. Uh, it's going to happen. Okay, it's going to happen. You know, ruin is, is coming. Ruin is ahead. Now, whether it be next year, 10 years, 20 years, 100 years from now, who knows? Something that I see and hear and witness for myself, uh, a lot of people around me is that they seem to, they tend to have this attitude like, well, there's nothing I can do for my neighbor. There's nothing I can do for someone else. Uh, what's coming is coming. What's going to happen is going to happen. All I can do is just focus on myself and my immediate family. Don't be so selfish. You, you have a responsibility. You are an American or wherever you live, even if you're outside of America. But I'm speaking to my countrymen right now. You are an American. You have a duty. You have a responsibility as a citizen of this nation to do your part, to push and to pull. You have a civic duty to get out and get involved. You have a civic duty to vote. You have the responsibility as an American, as a fellow countryman, to get out and do service and help those around you. I am sick and tired of seeing and hearing the attitude that, well, well there's nothing I can do for that person and that did. their own problems are their own problems. And all I need to do, I, all I can do is just focus on myself and that's it. Just me. I'm just going to sit here in my chair and wait for Christ to come and I'm going to be prepared and my soul is going to be saved and I'm just going to focus on me and my household only. How selfish of you, if you even call or consider yourself a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a hypocrite. Is that what Christ did? Did Christ just sit in a hole, sit in his home and just eat bread and break bread and eat food and, and just keep to himself and only, uh, and only preach and only save those in his household? If you expect to be a follower of Jesus Christ and to follow him into eternal salvation and to be with him, he, he set the example for you. You need to follow him. We, we all, no, nobody's perfect. We are not perfect. He was perfect. But to show and to prove that we are not selfish individuals, we need to pull together 
as a community, as a country, as a nation of people, as a large collective body of people. Caring only about yourself is not enough. It makes you a selfish person, makes you selfish. But are you willing to just sit back and watch your children suffer? Are you, if you're a parent, or if you have loved ones, or, for, or even for yourself, do you just gonna sit back and, and just watch yourself and watch your family starve to death? Because you were just counting on and betting that, that the end was gonna come regardless to your efforts, regardless to what you do, and you're just gonna sit back and, and wait for, for Christ to come. You, you can do as you wish, but as a parent, I feel you have a sense of responsibility. I feel you have a sense of duty to care for your children, to care for your loved ones, and to provide for them. I know there's going to be some people who are going to get angry and get upset with what I'm sharing with you, uh, but you know these are things that uh, I believe is your responsibility to, to think of and to plan and prepare for. I mentioned in a previous video that uh, you know I, I live here in the state of Utah. Uh, Utah, if you don't know, I'm sure everybody does know, but Utah has a lot of Mormons. Member, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think everybody knows that the, the Mormon church is very big on preparations, supplies, food. I think it's a very bad idea to just assume that, hey, if you run out of supplies or food in, in a down economy uh, during a time of war or whatever, uh, or just supplies not coming into your town, to, to just count on or just assume that either one, uh, a church or the federal government is going to provide these supplies and this this food for you, I think is, is the wrong bet to have. I would not bet on it. A lot of people talk about how they fear how there, there will be people running up and down the streets, robbing each other, stealing from each other. Of course, that, that is a very possibility if we were to get to that point where, where there would be no sense of security. But however, think about this. How, how much stronger would you be as a community if your neighbors or the people around you were prepared for such a thing? Wouldn't that help reduce the chances of riots and, and, and people robbing and stealing and killing each other for supplies, for, for precious metals or for food and water? If the majority had supplies that they could perhaps help and share with those who didn't prepare or who didn't have or, or ran out of or maybe needed some medical attention, needed some medical supplies. Hopefully nothing like this ever were to happen, but we can't rule out the fact that uh, this can happen. It has happened many times as, as nations have fallen throughout the history of mankind. People went without. People starved to death. People had to learn and figure out how to do without. I'm not just talking about smartphones. A lot of you probably think, well, it might be good for my kids to not be able to play their video games. Nobody wants these hard times. These hard times would not be good. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm making a prediction. I'm not making any prophecy. I'm not a prophet, okay? I'm just a, I'm just a neighbor. I'm just a member of this community. That's all I am. I'm just somebody who's having thoughts and thinking, hey, you know what, gee whiz, maybe, maybe there's some things we can do. Maybe we need to be a little more strategic. We need to make sure we're planning. Maybe we need to make sure we've, we've got things that we need so that, hey, if we can't go to the store and, and pick up something like we've always had our entire lives, you know, what, what's plan B? What are we going to do? 
So I hope I've interjected some thoughts and some ideas. Uh, keep an eye out for this video next week. Uh, I'm going to sit down and we're going to just look on paper and we're going to just kind of create some scenarios and some ideas. It'll be a lot of fun. I don't have that video up anymore. I, I put it in private mode uh, for, uh, for reasons. But it got a lot of attention. It had like over 24,000 views just in that one video alone. So I know a lot of people really liked uh, discussing uh, and going over uh, planning and preparing with, with different scenarios and what could happen and what may not happen. If you haven't yet, perhaps you could leave a comment down below and maybe share uh, some input, some ideas on what you think would be valuable to point out in this video that I'm going to put out next week in planning and preparing uh, for, for harder times. But I want to conclude with this. Despite hard times, despite preparing for uh, difficult, challenging times, a uh, uh, turmoil that, that could possibly be ahead if and when and where, we should never give up on, on our goals and our dreams. We need to be able to be in a situation where perhaps we can better position ourselves. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys in my next podcast.